Vaughn Palmer is with us now from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right. We were talking Olympics earlier with Gordon McDonald because the bill has come in from the Tokyo Olympics. I'm not sure I I feel like this bill is entirely realistic. I feel like somehow government, it's always more than what they tell us it is. Yeah, I mean, this is how it works with events like the Olympics. And may I also say World Cup soccer. Ahead of time, the boosters tell you, ah, oh, it's only going to cost blah, blah, blah. And and by the way, it'll pay for itself. There'll be huge spin-off benefits. And after the sh- the circus has left town and after the dust is all settled and the poor old accountants get there and start totting up the bills, you get the actual numbers when it's too damn late to do anything about it. So all we can really do, Simi, is learn from the experience elsewhere. So the Japanese uh, are now saying, let's see, the Tokyo Olympic Summer Games uh, cost as much as $17 billion Canadian. I translated that at the current exchange rate, uh, which is at least twice as much as the initial projections. Um, no statement on the supposed benefits, but I can't imagine there were many, considering that the games were run under a quasi-lockdown. Um I don't think we can be surprised, given the history of these things. The only surprise that I saw in the report on it, um, Oxford University says these are the most expensive summer games ever. I'm not sure that's the case. Uh, The Greek Olympics uh, cost at least $20 billion U.S., and the cookbooks pretty much wrecked the Greek economy and damn near broke up the European Union. So I actually think the Japanese ones, uh, bad as they are, are probably not the most expensive Summer Olympic Games ever. Again, I think it just depends on whatever statement they want to officially put out there to say this is how much it cost, yeah. and we don't know what the actual costs are. Yeah, I think that's true. You know, and, and, and we have a very interesting point of comparison here in British Columbia with the FIFA thing. So the BC government is now celebrating the fact, like it's some great accomplishment on their part, that they're gonna, we're going to get a bunch of soccer games with the World Cup thing. Um, and the government is making the usual outlandish claims. It's only going to cost a quarter of a billion dollars or whatever to stage them, which sounds like a lot of money to me, but anyway, and claiming there's a billion dollars in payback uh, spin-off benefits. Now, the nice thing about this one, Simi, is that all we have to do is go back to the files, which of which you know I have a lot. Yes. The 2018, when John Horgan said, "No, no, we're not, we're not falling for this thing," uh, you know, John Horgan said in 2018, back when BC wasn't going to participate, and when the New Democrats were citing that as an example of their fiscal responsibility, Horgan said, "I love soccer, but I have a responsibility to taxpayers. I have to tell them." what this is going to cost and what the payback is. So now that he supports the idea and celebrates it, what's he telling us? That we need the money. Yeah. So I go back. Let's go to the press release, shall we? Melanie Mark claimed, and it was reported, she's a tourism minister, uh, cost, as I say, 240 to $260 million dollars. And, oh, the benefits will be a billion dollars. Now, now if, you're, if you weren't a cynic, <laughs> you might expect that the minister released a business plan showing that cost-benefit analysis. She did not. The $1 billion benefit claim, Simi, 
rests on the authority of a single sentence in her press release. She claims that a preliminary and modeling, preliminary modeling of all this, said the benefits could be as much as a billion dollars over five years. It's awfully easy to call BS on that. There's been way too many experiences of this stuff over the years. The government hasn't produced any evidence to explain why the John Horgan government completely reversed its position from, hey, we're protecting taxpayers' interests, to, hey, let's go ahead and enjoy the party and don't ask too many questions about what it's going to cost. I do wonder about that. I do wonder if, like, if, if FIFA, you know, came back and, and was willing to compromise on some of the money because uh, uh, people who agreed with the Premier the first time around were very uncomfortable with the idea of partnering or giving money to an organization that has been so corrupt. Yeah, and, and Simi, <laughs> FIFA compromising? These international organizations regard themselves as being above such nuisances as public opinion and governments. Uh, they ignore often what governments want. The idea of them cutting governments any slack is just beyond belief. I mean, uh, you refer to the organization as corrupt, but it's, in some ways it's worse than that. They have governments everywhere falling all over themselves to put these events on because the public loves them. They have governments everywhere misleading their public, to use a polite word, about what it's going to cost and what the benefits are. <clears throat> and nobody really knows the actual truth of the matter until it's all over. But based on experience... They are grossly un overstating the benefits, and they are probably understating the cost. Well, based on that, how can we not talk about the Royal BC Museum? Yeah. <laughs> because that feels like we're kind of going down the same path. We are, and, you know, there are some people out there who are soccer fans who are asking a lot of questions about the Provincial Museum and uh, as well, and, you know, that's a good idea. I think we should scrutinize all these projects and look at them all with a clear eye. Um, I have a report from the field uh, about the Provincial Museum. I have not been there for some time, but uh, I had some visitors over the weekend, and they went uh, to the Provincial Museum uh, to have a look at it. Paid $5 to get in, and they reported back to me last night that uh, the reason you're only paying 5 bucks to get into the museum now, which is a reduced rate, is because, Simi, there's not much left of that museum already. Um, we would kind of heard that that's what's going on, but I guess you have to go in there to actually see it. An awful lot of the f most famous exhibits have already been torn out. It's gone. In fact, you know, Simi, this may provide it, the answer to the question that's been asked many times. Why, why are they closing the Provincial Museum on September the 6th when they won't have the design for a couple of years and won't start construction yeah, that's what I was for a wondering. couple of years? Well, the answer, I suspect, is because there's nothing left. I mean, yes, the natural history stuff is still there. The mammoth is still there. And the, in the foyer, there's still some stuff there. But already they've cleaned out a lot of the most famous exhibits. I, I think this is the real story to what's going on here. They announced last fall, before they even let on that the plans were just to destroy the museum and replace it, that they were ripping out all the all the third floor exhibits, a lot of the historical stuff. And they said, you know, last chance to see it, come on down. Well, 
all that stuff is gone. So I have to say that the the thing I thought would be a, a smart political move, which is to put off the closure, it may not be a practical one. There's not enough left of uh, the provincial museum that people loved and 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 enjoyed visiting. Ninety five percent approval. Uh, to keep open. Uh, the New Democrats have already done their dirty work on this thing. Uh, a lot of the museum is gone. That's so sad. It is indeed. Um, my agent in the field, uh, my son-in-law, Jordan Armstrong, who is a global reporter, as you know, and who is always on the job as a reporter, went to the souvenir shop looking for collector's items, the Royal BC Museum Souvenirs. And what he found, and I don't know if this is because they've thrown them all out or because smarter citizens than me have already gone and picked up their souvenirs, but um, there's none left. Very few. Three or four things left that say Royal BC Museum on the souvenir. Uh, And I'm telling you, Simi, I have an official, genuine Royal BC Museum fridge magnet. Oh, with do you? A mammoth on it. And I'm thinking, if I want to retire in a few days, I can probably sell that thing on eBay uh, because there's apparently not many left. So, folks, get on down to the Provincial Museum, pay your five bucks, now, and go in and scoop up those souvenirs. Uh, they're not going to be seen again. You know what? That seems to me that if they want to put a dent in the billion dollar <laughs> price tag, they should be printing oh, hey, my see, last visit the, to I got the, the museum. I money making plan. <laughs> Sell unredacted copies of the business plan. Oh, I'd pay for that. (laughs) I would definitely pay for that. Vaughn, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) Bye-bye. That's Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver 